everybody and welcome to this next episode of the Automated Millionaire video slash podcast series. We are currently in a new series where we are looking at the mistakes that business owners make. And the reason I'm pointing out or like highlighting the mistakes that we make as business owners is because I know that they are typically costing us a lot of money. So if we can either avoid them altogether or if we can fix the mistakes that we are making, then likelihood is that we can make more money in our business. And yes, uh, it's true when we are looking at the automated millionaire, our systems and so on, very much one of the measures that we go by to see if we're doing something good with our system, with our methods, with our teachings is, are you making more money? Are you making, are you producing more cash in and with your business? after the implementation of our systems, our methods, or other teaching. So yes, we are focused on making more money. It's because that with more money, we can actually do a whole lot more, we can accomplish more, and quite frankly, let's be honest, money is important because it is by way that we actually use to measure the level of success of our business, at least to a large degree. But it's also that, you know what, when we don't have the money, we soon enough certainly feel the pain of not having that. When we have obligations to meet, such as payroll come Thursday, and we know that this is gonna be a tight one, maybe we won't actually have enough money, or maybe we'll have to find some money that we stashed away for a rainy day, and now we have to pay, put that into the business to meet the payroll. It isn't actually kind of fun to be in that situation. So, all our efforts here at The Automated Millionaire is about how we can help you make a better business with your business. So in this uh, episode here, we'll talk about something that at one point we also talked about when we were in our first uh, series of episodes, which was all about the secrets of a top business turnaround agent. So a business consultant who is able to come into a business pretty much of any industry and maybe even in an uh, industry that the business consultant never knew anything about and then at, at, uh, was able to turn the business around, maybe from a very ailing position, maybe the business was really struggling, maybe even close to bankruptcy and so on. And the business consultant was able to help the business owner and their team to turn it around in matters of just weeks or maybe just a few months. And so the, the first episodes or the first series of episodes that we spoke about was all about you know what is it that makes those kind of business consultants so successful when the business owners themselves and the teams have been at it maybe for years and have not been able to you know solve the problem of you know poor results or lack of cash or lack of pro uh, progress and so the biggest secret that I had for that is that we come in and we do actually have a system this system also helps us uh, actually find that extra cash. Now for this particular episode, and we, again, we're looking at the secrets that we make, I want to highlight a, um, a, a, a challenge that I find that a lot of business owners have. And that challenge is that business owners very often do not know how to prioritize. So I think what happens to a large degree is that, you know, they are struggling on so many fronts, they have less cash, there's more and more overwhelm and more more things come due and more obligations are there and so on and people are pulling them left and right and so on and they seem like how am I going to progress and so on so they don't know how to prioritize now 
as part of this series when we're talking about you know those mistakes and so on we should also you know in all fairness look at well what could potential solutions to this be so Solution number one is, again, I would highlight that you, if when you have a system, you always know how to tackle it. So for sure, have a system. Now, a uh, little plug here, I would like to invite you to go to my website, theautomatedmillionaire.com, and you will find a tab and you'll probably find several references for a no-cost training or free training. And right now, currently at least, I am in that free training. I'm mapping out on a whiteboard a complete system that I actually follow when I'm sent in to help a struggling business turn it around or indeed the same system I'm using when I'm helping a successful business but helping that business go from current level and taking it much much higher it's the same system I'm using which is kind of neat because that means I have one good system to go to it has been proven over and over and over to be successful uh, in fact, it has probably been used in, uh, with businesses to excess of 300,000 businesses all throughout the US and Canada. And the success rate as reported by uh, clients' uh, profit and loss statement improvements and by the clients themselves is around 97, 98%. So I believe, of course, that it's probably gonna be successful with you and in your business when you implement this system. So again, on my website, theautomatedmillionaire.com, you can actually go and watch how I map out what that system looks like. So I definitely invite you to do that. Now, again, in this current episode, we're talking about, you know, the difficulty of prioritization. So first off, yes, the system helps you. Second off, I want to, again, and this is also in that system, is the way we look at business is that we simplified. When we simplified, it makes it easier. It makes it more attainable, but also more easy to just go to and make things happen. It, it kind of helps us remove some of the overwhelm and address what we need to address. And by this token also, what do we need to address first? So let me explain here for this particular problem of prioritization is that when we look at a business model, we really talk about that the business model, any business really consists of three major compartments. So what are those three? Well, the first one is sales. Without sales, you have nothing, well, at least in the business term, because unless you have sales, then you don't have clients, you don't have anything to deliver upon, and you basically don't have the rest of the business. So sales is critical, you need the sales, you more or less need the sales first, a lot of people feel like they need to set up everything first, you know, the production or the products or something before they can sell it. Um, but that's actually sometimes not necessarily true. You can sometimes actually sell things without even having it ready. Uh, and then once you kind of have built up a certain sales, now you can say to yourself, well, I know it's a viable option. I know this is a viable potential business. I know that it's a demand. I know I can sell it because I've proven it already. Now I go and figure out how to deliver upon it. I'm not necessarily saying for you to kind of like go that route in, in, you know, in its entirety. There may be a lot more things to consider, but there is a lot of truth in that. But back to our simplified look at a business. The first compartment is sales. It's also what we call get the work. That's the bucket where we are saying that's where we get the work. 
Now this second bucket that we have, or the second big compartment of a business, is that we call operations. It's basically where we either produce or get the products in, package them up and ship them out and so on. It's where we do everything we need to do in order to deliver upon what it is we sold. So if it's a service company, you know, let's say it's a window cleaner company, well, that's where we have the people who take the buckets and it's open, uh, you know what, and you know, they kind of move out to the businesses that they, you know, houses or whatever, the buildings that they're now gonna clean the windows at, and then they perform the actual task of cleaning the windows. So that's all entailed in the operation. So now you have the compartment where we call it, that's where we do the work. So you have the sales, get the work, you have the operations, do the work. And then the final bucket is that which we call finance. So the finance is where we make sure that we invoice our clients, which sometimes is forgotten. Um, it's where we keep scores. So it's also where our bookkeeper ensures that we tally up all our expenditures and all our, our money coming in. So all money going in and all, all money going out, all of it needs to be tallied up. It needs to be put into a decent accounting system so that we can now uh, measure uh, the success of our business or where we might have a challenge that we need to take care of. A lot uh, uh, of the real issues are spelled out in our books once we have a book uh, bookkeeping. We can see and read a lot out of our profit and loss statement and of our balance sheet. So those are critical elements. That compartment, again the finance compartment, is like I said, where we keep score, but it's also where we get paid. So in other words, let's sum it up. We have compartment of sales, that's basically get the work. We have the operations where we do the work, and then we have the finance where we get paid and we keep score. With this kind of simplification of business, it actually becomes a little bit more easy to really say to yourself, well, I'm really overwhelmed with a lot of challenges on hand these days, uh, but uh, and I might have some challenges about where to prioritize. So you might ask yourself, well, well, where should I start? And so again, here's my suggestion to you is that you look at this very simplified business model and you ask yourself, where is my problem really ailing at? Where is the overall real big needle mover, if I move that one needle, if I turn that one knob to an improvement, that that would have the biggest effect. So, uh, case in point, as an example, I had a agricultural company, I mentioned it before, but I'll bring it up again as another, uh, the same example is, an agricultural company, they were uh, delivering grain, uh, but also agricultural machinery and tools and a lot of these things. And so, what we found very quickly is that he had a beautiful store, he had a lot of inventory, he had a great marketing, great presence, but a big thing missing in the whole equation was sales. So overall, although there were many things we wanted to tackle in that company and eventually did, we were focused on what's gonna be the biggest needle mover now, what's the most critical, most important area of the business that we need to tackle and get a, a handle on before all the other parts really come into equation. And for this particular business, it was all about the sales. So it was all about the focus on how can we get more sales? 
for him and, and uh, parts of it was to go through the inventory and seeing well how often would these products turn so in other words you know ideally he would have to turn every product somewhere between four eight or twelve times a year uh, some maybe even much more than that but in other words if we had products in in the inventory which hardly seem to be sold at all well now they was just keeping money not really helping with overall sales and was just being a burden to the business so that was one part you know make sure that the inventory of what we were selling was really fitting the marketplace and also the speed of action and activities and volume of the market now the other thing i mentioned the marketing and maybe the marketing wasn't that great after all because it didn't bring in enough sales so there was certainly a, a need to regard well, was there a better avenue of doing sales you know maybe there was more uh, contractual agreements maybe it was more like uh, service agreements maybe it was more seeking out to the vicinity of the area and actually to uh, for this particular company we did a lot of different things and among others it had to do with where can we do some activities on our end in this case like cold calling visiting and so on to make allegiances make make uh, or alliances with other partnerships and so on that could bring volume to us but also where could we get our foot in and maybe service large farms and so on um, but this simplified model kind of helped us to, instead of being focused on productivity or systems behind the lines or uh, you know maybe issues with the bookkeeping and so on the overall main focus for this particular challenge that we were faced here was all about the sales so it helped us prioritize say well we need to get good on sales first and then we can look at other things for other companies, such as, uh, let's say, my rubber mold companies, it had a lot to do with our efficiency because they actually had a lot of clients, they actually had a lot of work, but they had a very slow production time. So they could only handle a certain amount of volume. Uh, yes, we could hire a few more people and so on, but uh, you know, soon enough, you would be out of machines, which means that either you would have to go and buy more machines, which we couldn't afford, or we would have to get a bigger production hall, which we couldn't afford. So it wasn't really those kind of problems. The problems was that we were too slow in putting through our production line what we were delivering to our clients. So for that company, this simplified model also helped us identify where to focus first, where was the overarching need to set in with most of our efforts and my, my, our focus. And for this particular one, yes, it was production, it was efficiencies. It was like, how do we make this go faster? And so you can imagine how, what the next steps are that they are much, much different, you know, if you're looking at sales or if you're looking at operations. And it doesn't really matter what industry you're in, you will see what's applicable for your company about you know what is it that you need to do in each and every one of these co compartments so ladies and gentlemen i hope this one served you well i know for sure that when i've explained this in a better way to with my clients and so on it's been a huge eye-opener for them because let's face it sometimes we just get so overwhelmed in our business with all the challenges that we are faced with the you know maybe a 
cash flow issue or challenge or maybe all the obligations and maybe also you know the the the, the pressures from the home front and and a lot of the pressures that we meet and sometimes it seems like okay it's a little lonely at the top of the business there as a business owner and so on and sometimes we lose a little bit of our shall we say our um, uh, vantage point in like okay we know what we need to do next I hope it served you well. I would hope that you uh, liked it so much that maybe even consider hitting a like button. And also I would love for you to subscribe to the channel. Definitely helps me for my uh, ex exploration into reaching more people with this information so I can help more companies. Again, I'm Mikhail Pitsner. I'm also known as the Automated Millionaire. And I use all of my ex expertise and my insights and so on from business, having been in business as an entrepreneur, business owners, partner, board of directors, consultant, and so much more throughout pretty much my entire adult life. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope I'll see you in tomorrow's episode where we continue this series on the mistakes that business owners make. Thank you for watching.